Well, so this morning we get the benefit of hearing from a wonderful gal named Helen Pitts with <coughs> excuse me, Jesuit Volunteer Corps. And both, uh, if I were you, I wouldn't want to listen to me every week either. Um, but also, she happens to have a ton of insight into uh, Ignatian spirituality and living simply and is going to, it's going to be amazing. And then after this, you know, pressure, um, after this, <laughs> we will uh, be able to do some reflection in the, our discussion groups on kind of putting some of this stuff together in our lives. So, uh, Helen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you so much, Pastor Colin. Now there's a high bar. That's a little <laughs> complexity for my talk on yeah. simplicity here. Um, Thank you for that introduction, and good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I will uh, talk for a, a moment about my own personal recent experience with simplicity, and then um, from there we'll read a passage by Richard Rohr. Have any of you read any books by Richard Rohr before Falling Upward, or any, any of his? He's a Franciscan. Is that correct? He's Franciscan. Um, and I'm going to talk for just a moment about uh, sim- simplicity, spiritual, simple living, through the lens of St. Francis of Assisi, who is the patron saint of nature, ecology, and animals, which is fitting because yesterday was Earth Day. And, um, and then also St. Ignatius of Loyola, Loyola, who is the founder of the Jesuits. Um, my husband was a 50-year resident of King County, and I had lived in city of Seattle for 25 years. Um, our kids are 11 and 13, and we lived in the Ballard neighborhood. Have any of you been to Ballard recently? Does it seem the same as it did 20 years ago or six months ago? It's changed quite a bit. I grew up in a very small town, a town of 1,000 people, where there's an Episcopal seminary in Tennessee called Sewanee that actually is very much like Bainbridge Island in many respects. But I lived in the city for about 25 years. And the last couple of years, I was feeling like things were getting more and more complicated. Simply driving to the grocery store or getting around was getting harder and harder. There were huge potholes everywhere, more congestion and craziness. was feeling my blood pressure sort of incrementally rising year to year. I don't know that the kids were entirely responsible about that. I'm sure that was part of it. But... um, my husband was feeling the same way too. And the last time I went back and visited my um, childhood home and walked down the quiet streets and in the forest, something started to move within me. And then I came back to the city and I, I was starting to feel these, this inner calling, this inner fire in me to make a shift in our lives, uh, seeking a simpler, and more peaceful, and more tranquil life. So I floated the idea to my husband to move to Bainbridge Island. And we had looked at Bainbridge back in 2008, but it just didn't really pencil out to move here. So uh, last year, again, in about January, um, we started thinking about it again, started making a few trips over, and I was beginning to feel that, buyer, that fire, that, ner- that calling within me was getting stronger and stronger. You need to find, you're seeking peace, you're seeking more tranquility, less complexity. And um, so we made the decision to move. Now, moving is not a simple task, but we were hopeful that the end result of making a move to Bainbridge Island would, in fact, bring 
um, greater peace for our family, for our children, allowing them to have more freedom, freedom that many of us experienced when we were kids, but that's more and more difficult in the city now. So we made the move here and um, are very happy that we did so. Now when I get up in the morning, I hear the many frogs that have invaded our koi pond in the back. And if I'm lucky, a, a raven or a bald eagle in the morning, not the sounds of sirens and traffic. And um, so we personally felt that that decision um, did help to simplify our lives. And it, it gave us, it freed up some space within us to have a spiritually richer life as well. Uh, so I'm going to read a passage by Richard Rohr now that's called The Spirituality of Subtraction. And then, um, and then from there we'll talk for a few minutes and then we'll um, do some reflection. This was written in 2015. Meister Eichhardt rightly pointed out that spirituality has much more to do with subtraction than it does with addition. I am sad to say that most spirituality in the West has largely become a matter of addition. This spiritual consumerism focuses on learning more spiritual ideas, earning merit badges from God, trying to attain enlightenment and the willpower of heroic moral behavior. Yet the, counter, the counterintuitive nature of the Jesus journey shows us that it is not at all about getting, attaining, achieving, performing, or succeeding, all which tend to pander to the ego. Jesus' spirituality is much more about letting go of what we do not need anyway. It often involves unlearning, Rather than learning, Jesus taught us the way of descent, which we later called the way of the cross. Like few other Christians, Francis, which is St. Francis of Assisi, profoundly understood such a major turnaround. He wanted God, not his ego, to steer his life. So he practiced letting go of his own will, his own needs, and his own preferences until he was free of their domination and able to find happiness at a much deeper and more truthful level. Much of Francis's universal appeal is that he took a joyful approach to the inner and outer liberation. His entire lifestyle was a wholesale critique of the way most people live. Yet he did not do this in a negative or moralistic way. After spending time as a prisoner of war when he was very young, Francis seemed to realize the intrinsic connection between violence and our preoccupation with money, possessions, and empty status symbols. He felt the only way to get out of the world of violence, competition, and hatred was to live a simple life, a life that did not appropriate anything to itself, but a life lived with constant presence to what was right in front of him which was nature itself, an always present doorway to the divine. Seeing what was right in front of him also awakened Francis to the immense amount of suffering in the world. Francis did not shield himself from that suffering or deny the dark, negative side of himself in the world. Instead, he did a preemptive dive right into the tears of things without judgment, rancor, or cynicism. For Francis, death belonged to life, Death did not threaten life. 
And he freely chose what most of us run from, poverty, failure, humiliation, and the search for human respect. He first worked with lepers on the plains below Assisi. And there he, quote, found what was once hateful to me became sweetness and life, unquote. We all learn the mystery of ourselves at the price of our own innocence. Francis did not try to remain innocent. The word actually means unwounded. He did not run from life's woundings because he saw that in Jesus, it became the way of resurrection and universal life. There were two major approaches to spirituality and to conversion. We can try to exclude and triumph over the negative parts, the shadow parts, the inferior parts, as Paul calls them. This leads us to a kind of heroic spirituality based on willpower and the achievement of some sort of supposed perfection. But if you were honest, what you were really doing is pretending and excluding the dark side that you do not want to look at or the people you do not want to deal with. The way of Francis included and integrated the negative forgiving and accepting the imperfection, the woundedness of life. He agreed with Paul that the supposed inferior or weakest are, in fact, the most indispensable. St. Francis lived, uh, St. Ignatius, who was the founder of the Jesuit order, lived 450 years ago at a time of great turmoil within uh, the Christian world. And when um, Martin Luther was making uh, his significant statement against the excesses of the Catholic Church. And uh, St. Ignatius was kind of a radical in his time. He was born into privilege and in a heroic battle was shot in the leg and badly wounded. And during his convalescence, he had a series of uh, spiritual awakenings and conversions that led him to um, discard all of his worldly possessions and lead a life that he hoped was in the footsteps of Christ. Uh, This was a time of what I call ivory tower Christianity. Monks and priests were living cloistered. Mass was said in Latin, nobody which people didn't understand. The priest stood like this and faced away from the congregation. And Ignatius said, there has to be a better way. We need to remove barriers between ourselves and our relationship with God instead of adding layers of barriers. And through that, he came to this idea of spiritual simplicity, uh, which was to uh, let go of distractions in our lives that make it more difficult to have a personal relationship with God. He was a believer that God existed in all things at all times and that God was always speaking to us. And in removing that distraction and complexity from our lives that allow us to hear what's deep within us, it's God speaking to us. Um, So there are many forms of simplicity. Uh, It can take on the form of uh, release from materialism, from complex and draining relationships, from rigidity uh, in our thinking, from complexity in our schedules. And I think living simply has great relevance today, not only because of our dire environmental challenges in the world and our social and economic inequity and the violence that exists in the world today, 
but also for our highly distracted society, our addiction to technology. And that may cloud or, or add noise in the background of our lives. It makes us more difficult in many cases to really focus on our greatest desires and what God is desiring for us and happiness and allowing us to flourish in our lives and support and companion others, especially those that are living in the margins. A very wise person once said to me, saying no to something is saying yes to something on a deeper level. And I think in many ways that's a way to describe simplicity. And in saying no to distraction and complexity in our lives, we are saying yes to something at a deeper level, relationships with each other, truly being human, and our relationship with God. Uh, In my work with Jesuit Volunteer Encore, which is a program for older adults who are committed to social and environmental justice-focused volunteer service and spiritual community, I work with an amazing group of people, uh, many of whom are doing direct service to those in the margins. They're working with uh, children who've been neglected and abused, with survivors of human trafficking, Uh, people that are in the throes of very serious mental health issues or addicted to heroin or other drugs. And when you ask them, what does it mean, or how how have you been changed or transformed through your experience of working with those in the margins and companioning them? We call it being a minister of presence. They say they feel closer to God. They can see God at work through that experience of being with others. They feel more human. They feel more humble and that they've released some of that ego that's gotten in the way of truly having a rich experience with other human beings or with the environment. And they also feel closer to God an opportunity to open, have an open heart and listen to what's uh, deep within them. Uh, So uh, JVC Northwest has four core values, uh, spirituality, community, simple simple living, and social and environmental justice. And we like to think that simple living enables us to value relationships and reflection over an excess of activity and material possessions. It opens us to a more joyful way of life and clarifies our view of the world and of ourselves. And it helps us to better attend to our own community, the earth, and those impressed and living on the margins. It can help provide the clear way for living a more spiritually based life. So in saying no to one thing, we're often saying yes to something on a deeper level. <laughs>